Hello. Hi, Nicole. Hi, this is weird because we're doing this a little later than normal and I don't have my coffee. So when I said good morning, I felt like I needed to Do you realize hold up my coffee. It's afternoon. Good we're, afternoon. And we're done with the coffee. <laughs> and truth be told, people are listening to this at any time. Yeah, so... Good morning, good evening, evening and good night. There you go. That's awesome. I did watch the Truman Show finally. Yes. Well, welcome to the podcast. This is a whole lot of podcast about a whole lot of nothing. But yeah, every once in a while we get on a we get on a roll with something. And it's funny, last week I okay, the the rule is the podcast goes out on Fridays. But yes. sometimes that it's done early and I just go ahead and post it. I had people commenting. Already on Thursday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, for sure, by Friday, it'll be up, but I'm just not going to commit to anything too much. Okay, so it's starting to be some really nice weather out there. And I have been, okay, I have been putting this lotion on that tans my legs a little bit <laughs> because a fake and bake. It is. Okay, I do my laundry at a tanning salon, but I've never really done a tanning salon and my legs burn but I, I'm they're white okay Wait, your legs burn at burn in the sun okay. really easily actually they don't burn they get sun poisoning like oh. instantly I get sun poisoning every rock to lake I get sun poisoning on my legs I just don't tan I don't burn I get sun poisoning so I started putting this stuff on my legs so that they're not so white because I am wearing shorts again okay I go into this laundromat and I think I wonder what it's like to tan Right. So just, did did you do it? No. Oh, you're I, just using this lotion. I'm just. I'm there you go. Product placement. What lotion? Just kidding. It's an off brand. Oh, but okay. it's there's only one out there. There's an off brand of one out there. So I did a spray tan once. Did you? Were I you did. orange? So probably <laughs> it was it was right before. So I had just had my second baby. Brian was graduating medical school, and I didn't have time to look all the part meaning being in the sun yes and you're so I'm like in oh, California no it was um no he he was it was in Athens we had oh, okay. lived in we had lived in Columbus oh okay so it's it's not a pretty sight to see a what's the proper terminology after you have a postpartum yeah <laughs> postpartum spray tan it's not a pretty sight oh, oh my gosh <laughs> so I, anyway oh wow I can't even imagine that one <laughs> yeah so anyway I did a spray tan once oh and then I did in high school I did this hair color and it was in you know the stuff you put just a bottle of stuff this was you know I already had my 20 25th reunion I don't even know but anyway I put this bottle stuff in my hair and I was all like, oh, my hair is dark or whatever. And it was dark anyway. Well, I go out in the rain and it it starts dripping down my forehead. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was mortified, mortified, which is probably why I don't color my hair to this day. Really? Yes. So I went into one of those beauty places and I saw that there's hair paint and, and you can take all these colors. And I was very tempted because they wash right out, which is probably what happened with you is as soon as the water started yes. happening. But sometimes I'm tempted to do my hair in a different color. I used to dye my hair red all okay. the time. Not a bright red, but more of an auburn because okay. it looked a little more like natural. Like sassy. Like a sassy red. Yes. Not I a, guess that's not true. Not an Annie red. It looked good on me. I mean, I think it looked good on me. I have a bottle of it actually in my closet. So I could actually dye my hair red right now if I wanted to. Well, nobody will know because... They can't see you, so that would be fun. <laughs> but right now, I still have a few highlights okay. from my other hairdo, and I kind of wanted to keep those highlights, so that's why I haven't done it. But when I saw that stuff that you can 
paint into your hair and right. then it washes. I was really tempted. They have purple and blue and pink and bright red and green. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really was tempted. Well, here's, maybe, here's, maybe you should do it. Okay, so here's the other thing. And this is all like, I know a lot of people have opinions about tattoos and piercings and things like that. Yes, I've, we, we are all opinionated. All opinionated. So, you know, I'm not looking for people's opinions. But here's the thought. <laughs> I see people with nose rings and I'm like, I wonder what it would be like to have one of those. I'll go with you to get it done. I won't get it done, but I'll I'll go with you when you get it. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, do I really want to do that? What I'd really like to do is just get one of those ones that's magnetic. Oh, but that would be awful if you sneeze. Well, I guess I mean, it would be worse if you have one in. We'll have to ask somebody. <laughs> I just don't know. I can't even imagine putting something like that in my nose. But I saw this older woman, older than me with a nose ring, and I'm like, you are the coolest woman ever. So there's a lady in our church that I believe in her 70s. That's the one. She, she is the exact one. Yes. She is the coolest person ever. Yes. She is a joy so to talk to. Now that I'm on this like health journey and I want to kind of explore. Nose rings? Um, tattoos? I already have tattoos. Oh. I mean, that's pretty obvious. They're on my that arms. That is true. That is true. People have seen those before. They probably go, what What did she lean against that she has this mark on her arm? I'm oh, sure. that's funny. But no, I mean, I have my ears pierced. I used to have several piercings in my ears and I'm down to one. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm down to one and a half because on the right side, I still have two holes. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but now I'm like, do I really want to get a nose ring? I, I don't know. It's Can you go back? If you get it, can you take it out and it grows back? Or sure. does it look like absolutely. a freckle? No, it'll absolutely grow back. And okay. I've seen, I, I, I wouldn't want to pierce anything else. I mean, that just seems very painful to me. But I am seriously thought about a nose ring. When I was in Colorado in November, I almost did it. If I'd so had the funds. So what held you back? I, I didn't have the money for it. It was very expensive at the time. And I don't think there was a slot to have an appointment. Okay. So at this point... I'm wondering if I'll look cool or just trying to look like I'm young. <laughs> you know, it's like those moms that wear those, you know, jeans or stuff that they tried to wear, the outfits that they used to wear as a kid. And, oh, wait, you, you're still stuck in the 80s. So I'm actually talking about you. What are you talking about? <laughs> How am I stuck in the 80s? You love to wear the shirts off the shoulder like we used to do in the 80s. Okay, I'm wearing one now. It's cut. Yes. It, it's cut You don't like things around your neck. No, because I feel like I'm smothered. Yes. And... and and I need to breathe. Which is fine. Mm. I totally get that. But when you let it hang off one shoulder, that's 80s. It, it just hap It organically <laughs> falls to the side. And I've been doing it. I've been doing it for years. So it's not this new concept. No, but I'm not talking about that. that no, that we're talking is about not, you and, and your nose rings. I'm so. talking about the... No, I was talking about the women who are stuck. The ones that, oh, that, yes. that try to dress like they're young, but yes. they're really not. And you go, wait a minute, that doesn't fit. So I don't want to... I'm afraid I might look like that, and I don't want to look like the kind of person who uh, should not be wearing that outfit. I'm just saying. So are you more concerned about what other people will think about you versus what you'll think about yourself? Now, there's a topic. Are you more No. Okay. No, I'm not really. I'm just, I just haven't done it, I guess. All right. Bucket I guess list. I just, do you have a bucket list? I, I do have a bucket list. Do you want to know some things on my bucket list? Yes. I could pull that up right now. Okay. Because... I have been running a bucket list for several years, and some of them I've actually had an opportunity to check off. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was on my bucket list. I'm totally checking it off. Oh, yay. When did you start your bucket list? Oh, many, many years ago. I was listening 
to two guys doing a podcast and they were talking about their bucket list. And I was like, huh, I'm going to start writing down my bucket list because I honestly have one. And so I started my bucket list in 2018 on the seventh day of October, 2018. After I listened to this podcast, I sat down and started writing my bucket list. Have you added anything to it? Absolutely. Okay. And I'm adding nose rings to it. Okay. Hey, a nose ring to right. it. I don't think Not I get plural. <laughs> the, the next question is, do I get it on the left or do I get it on the right? Is there something that it says about oh, being on the yeah. left or does it say something about being on the right? And so I always get confused about that. So here's my bucket list. First of all, the things that I'm going to just go down through and let you know if I've, okay. if I've done it yet. Okay, go. I want to see Yanni in concert. Oh, wow. I love the one that he does in Greece. And he has the best musicians in the world. And these guys blow my mind how musical they are. And they're just incredible. That is my favorite concert to watch. I love it. Love it. Love it. I would love to see Yanni in concert. He, by the way, very new age, very weird. But his music is amazing. Cool. I want to go see Ellen live. Okay. The, t- the talk show and Jimmy Fallon. Okay. So when I went to Orlando a couple of years ago, that was the first thing I had to do was I had to go to Universal Studios and go see the Jimmy Fallon ride that he has oh, open there okay. because I love Jimmy Fallon. I have on here, I want to sing on stage with somebody famous. Have you done that? I have. Uh, yeah, I would say that this is probably. Who? So I had, I mean, it's, they're not like super famous. No, but at the time, obviously famous. And then you now. They have, they have a name and I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to disclose who that? Oh, person- sure. I mean, it's like I said, it's they're not that big of a deal. But first of all, I when about a mile was around, they came to my church and I did background vocals for them. Oh my gosh, this is like a teaser. Just tell me who it is. About a mile. That's the group. That, yeah. See, they're not even around anymore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. See, it's not a big deal. Like, just tell me. But Stephen McWhorter, when he came the first time, which was last February, when he came into our area the first time, he came to my church that morning and sang, and so I sang with him. And you know, he's still on the move and sort of famous, but oh, it's cool. not like famous, famous. So is there is there on your bucket list somebody that you would want to, or if the opportunity arose, then it would be anybody. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't care okay. who it was, honestly. But I, I mean, to me, it was checked off. Okay. I felt like I had achieved that. I don't have to have like a superstar, like Barbara Streisand or something. Right. No, I don't have to have that. Okay. No, I, I thought I checked it off. Okay. I want to travel to Europe. I did do that, but I only went to Paris. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but that's I only awesome. I was only there for nine hours, and it was not a good trip. So oh, okay, probably need to go back to Europe. Okay. <laughs> I want to travel to Australia because my brother lives in Australia, which we've talked about before, and I've never been there. And while I'm there, I want to take a little hop over to Fiji. That's right. Do you I remember? Knew it. Yes. Because so, I buy their apples all the time. <laughs> that's Fuji apples. I, I do that every time. <laughs> oh, my stars. Okay. The other place I want to go to is the Maldives. Okay. You've ever heard of the Maldives? It, you yes. don't say the yes, but it's yes, how it but looks like. to connect the dots, with- those are the those are the little huts that are out on the water, and oh. you have to take the sidewalk out, and you sleep in the hut, and yes, and the animals are all swimming around. Underneath Not to your confuse place. with Java the Hut. Oh my goodness! Sorry, that's a dad joke. You've been around your dad too long. Huh, no, I haven't. I have on my bucket list get a tattoo. I've done that. I mean, three times. Oh, okay, over. okay, three times additional. I should say I've got three extra tattoos because I had tattoos before that. Train with Diane Sheets. I want to have one lesson 
with Diane Sheets. She is one of the biggest vocal coaches in Nashville. She works with Natalie Grant. She actually does back- background vocals for Natalie Grant. Oh, wow. She works with Danny Gokey. She works with Zach Williams. She works with Mark Hall. I mean, she works with everybody who's anybody. And now she, she is, needs to work with Angie. I need to work with her. It's, she's very expensive because <laughs> I've asked Danny how much it costs to have a vocal coach session with her. And yeah, I can't afford that. Okay. <laughs> See Billy Joel in concert. Oh, cool. I don't think he's doing it anymore, but okay. I love But they Billy all come Joel. around at some point. Like he'll, he'll be back yeah. for a last tour because he, he's <laughs> he got it. He did a last tour, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. But all I know is I haven't seen him live in concert and I love Billy Joel. And on my list was to meet Christian Stanfill. He is the lead singer of Passion. He, oh my goodness, Nicole. Worship. It's worship stuff. So Christian Stanfill is one of the guys that has always led Passion. He is just, he is the sweetest guy. I mean, he's one of those guys when he smiles, you just melt because he's just so darn cute. Well, I went to a radio conference early last year and it was at his church. Oh, cool. And in yes. his, and Louis Giglio yes. is his pastor. Well, I see him and Louis standing behind the sound booth talking. And I was talking to a friend and I went, oh, and she goes, what? And I go, there's Christian Stanfield. And she goes, go talk, go, go, go. So I went up. I started walking up to the two of them very slowly. And Christian stepped back. He thought I was going to talk to Louie. And I said, oh, no, I'm here to talk to you. And he goes, okay. And he stepped back into the circle. And Louie's like, yeah, go ahead. And I said, Christian, I'm going to just fangirl for a moment, if you don't mind. (laughs) He started laughing. He goes, fangirl away. Go for it. Oh, awesome. (laughs) And we had this conversation about worship. Because when I see... When I get a chance to meet a worship leader like that, I want to ask worship questions. So I did. And we had a great conversation. And then the session started. And so, and then he had to go sing. What, so what kind of, what kind of questions would you ask as a worship leader yourself? Sometimes I ask about the songs. So when I met Pat Barrett, the first question I had was about one of his songs. I said, I have a problem with one of the lines in your song. <laughs> and he goes, oh, really? Tell me which one. And then he explained it to me and I went, okay, now I can sing that song oh, because wow. I understand why you wrote it. So there's things like that. Sometimes it's a matter of I'm in this little church and you're in this mega church. Mm-hmm. What can I do to engage people more? Right. Not not because I don't have that numbers. I have to, you know, and so it's a, it's a lot about the heart of worship right. and how to do my job better. Right. So that's what I usually ask folks. I also had on my bucket list to meet Bernie Herms. Now, I know you're not going to know who that is. Nope. You know um, who Natalie Grant is? Yes. Natalie Grant's husband is Bernie Herms. Okay. He is a famous producer. I'm not saying just in Christian music. In music. He I did is not know that. a very, very big time producer. They okay. actually met because he was hired to play keyboard for her at one of her concerts. And he said, I did the thing I swore I would never do. And that is, I dated the artist. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they connected and he just knew he needed to f- pursue that. Right. Anyway, now they're married. They have three kids. It's a beautiful story. But a couple of years ago, Mark and I drove to Fort Wayne, Indiana, because Natalie and Danny Goki were traveling for a Christmas concert. And we were going up there to see Danny because we needed to get some stuff from him. And while we were waiting for Danny, out of the auditorium walks Bernie. And I'm talking to another person and I see Bernie and he goes, hey, everybody, and waves to us. And I go, oh, oh, wait. Did you fangirl <laughs> I, that? I said, please, can I talk to you for just a minute? I 
totally did. But listen, he was just the sweetest guy. Oh my gosh, he loves the Lord so much. And it was just oozing out of him. And we ended up, Mark and I ended up talking to him for like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Just right there because he was talking about so many things. But here's the thing about Bernie Herms. His circle is so much different than my circle. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how, oh, last week I had this project with Andrea Bocelli and Barbara Streisand and blah, blah, blah. We did all this. And, and we're talking about witnessing in a secular world. Like, how do you, and he's, you know, he says, I'm being Jesus to these people. He goes, right. Josh Groban and I have long conversations. Pray for him because he's so close is what he's saying to me. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like Bernie Herms is like amazing. He's got so many Grammys because he has written or produced on somebody's album or a song. And he's just, yeah, incredible, incredible guy, such a genius. And that's why I was so excited to meet him because I study the music industry and I knew his name. There's a few others that I'm dying to meet, but it just so happened that that day I met Bernie Herms. So Natalie Grant's supposed to come here in October. Right? And I keep saying, oh Lord, please bring Bernie with her. Oh, cool. <laughs> so those are the things on my bucket list. So I did get a chance to meet Bernie. I did get a chance to meet Christian Stanfield. Those were two very big things for me. And then I, uh, traveling is the other part. What about you? Do you, you don't have a bucket list? I do not have a bucket list. So give me a couple of things that you might have on your bucket list if you had a bucket list. Oh, my stars. Totally putting me on the spot. If I had a... You know what? We've been talking about this for five minutes. It's not the spot. <laughs> right. Well, no, but I'm listening to you. I'm not thinking about myself. Oh, well, okay. Um, I will say Fair. one thing I've always wanted to do is travel across country. And Brian and I had an opportunity to do that the first time when we moved from Ohio to San Diego when he was in the military. Um, so we did that with two infants, a three month old and a 16 month old. And that was some wild and crazy times. Do you and know a I've, dog. Do you know, I've actually done that quite a few times, but I went from California to New York. Oh, cool. And I had a four month old baby going out and a 15 month old baby going back. Yeah. I've done it quite a few times in a married life and with kids and Yeah. Well, it was, it was a blast. And then we did it coming from, well, then after that, we had flown to Hawaii, but then we ended up living in Florida at some point. And so then we drove from Florida back to California and it was two vehicles. My parents went with us because that was on my dad's bucket list to drive across country. Oh, cool. So they joined us in two vehicles and we had five children at the time and two dogs. And oh, the wow. youngest was Evelyn and she was three months old. So we took my mom planned the whole thing just because we didn't have time to think about it. And she something they'd wanted to do. Well, wouldn't you know it on the way there, the car air conditioning broke. Oh, no. So mom and I had the minivan with the infants. And then Brian and my dad had the car with the two young boys and the windows down and you know, all that. So just tons and tons of memories. Born to be wild. Yes. yes. I mean, it was, a, it was a blast. We went to, the, you know, Grand Canyon. You know, we hit some other spots. So it was, yeah. a, it was a lot of fun. The Grand Canyon. That's a pretty impressive thing to see. It's you're you're in awe. I mean, just it doesn't look so big until you realize how big those 
mountains and hills and things. Right. And the colors and the colors and the the time that you see it is so different. If you're there in the morning, you know, you know, sunrise or sunset. So if you've been and you're wanting to go again, try a different, a different time. So we've seen it twice and we went a couple different times on two different trips. So then the last time Brian ended up when we moved from California here, uh, back home to Ohio, he drove the boys and it was just him and the two boys and the two dogs. So they came by themselves. So he did a road trip with the boys. Oh, but what fun. We just, I still, I love to travel. So definitely traveling. But we've always wanted to to stay in America first. Brian's traveled all over in, in the military over the mm-hmm. years, even prior to us being married. But we want to we wanna learn more about the United States of America. And so we love, you know, kind of that aspect. I mean, there's so many... Very interesting things that you can go see, like the giant ball of twine. Right, right, right. <laughs> There's so many things. Exactly. What was that movie where they saw all those different things as they traveled and they saw the giant ball of twine? What was that movie? Yeah, I don't know, because I'm thinking of a whole bunch of different movies that have it was that like kind of stuff. It was like in the 90s. The but anyway, yeah, they, they saw all these different things as they were traveling across the country. And I was like, well, I didn't even know those existed. You know what Brian observed? Oh, Michael. Oh, do you I remember the movie Michael? No, I don't. It it's um John Travolta okay. plays Michael the Angel. Oh. And he has to do certain things for this group of people that he's with. He has to inspire them or whatever he has to do. He's on a mission. But until they actually do what they are supposed to do, until he fulfills his mission, he's dying slowly. His feathers are falling out of his uh, it's very it's not biblical come on no no no, no. But, I, re- I remember it but I don't remember them traveling across country yeah I'll they were traveling and he wanted to see all of these crazy things that he'd read about in books he wanted to see the giant ball of twine he, I mean there's crazy things to see as you travel across yes, the country including people because people are yes. so different in every area of yes. the United States we'll shoot all over even in our own backyard isn't it crazy how yeah you can go south and, and it's a totally different a culture almost yes. almost like going to a different country yes on some level on so some the level. whole bucket list i'm gonna have to keep working on that one never did i dream i'd have five kids so i'm the type of person that would put on my list have five kids then i could just cross it off <laughs> that's no, what i that's that not how count. a bucket work <laughs> bucket list works no that's not how that works you actually have to think about this is back to dreaming and I think sometimes we forget to dream. But let's just dream for a minute. If you could do anything, if money was no object, what would you do? Now, that's different. I can answer that in a heartbeat. I would have a house in the mountains. I would have a house on the beach in Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I love Hawaiian culture. I just, I I would do that. I would host big celebrations and, and parties and just gather people together and just come as you are. Here you are. Sit down. Yeah, I guess that would be different than a bucket list. Yeah. A bucket list is something you want to do or somebody you want to meet. I've never thought about the whole who you want to meet. Hmm. We're, I'm still getting to know me. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to a podcast the other day and they started talking about the people who were alive when they were born. And I thought that was okay. a really interesting conversation because I remember Elvis was around. John Wayne was around. Michael Jackson was around, right. and none of these guys exist anymore. So it was really interesting. They were starting to go through their lists, and I was like, wow. I, I was not alive when Martin Luther King was walking the earth. And I, there's a lot of people that my sister could say right. she was alive for, but I cannot. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I remember over the years losing different people and, and it, how it affected the country and weird oh, yeah. things that happened with it. and. Yeah, I remember all those things. Don't have much of a memory, but on those I do. Right. 
Well, I always thought it was interesting. I, I was always a Princess Diana fan. Oh, yes. And I had to do a history paper on somebody significant and important when I was in sixth grade. So I did Princess Diana because I had to dress up like her. Yes. And my sister actually last year bought me a book she got at Goodwill or secondhand <laughs> store of Prince, you know, Prince Charles and Princess Diana and their wedding. And Evelyn had it out yesterday and she was playing wedding and talking. Anyway. Oh, wow. I, yeah, it was it was a hoot. But if I recall correctly, the same day that she died... Mother, Mother Teresa. Teresa died. I remember that yes. and the significance of that. And, and that it was re- completely overshadowed. Yes. But somebody said to me, but that's the way Mother Teresa would have wanted it. Yes. And yes, she died like a day or two later. Yeah. It was something. Either it was way, all Diana's, in the news at the same time. Yes. But yeah. Well, very interesting. And you know, and the other thing I, I think about with Mother Teresa, if you ever watch the movies about her life, that she struggled so much she wanted so badly to have a deeper relationship with God. And I think, oh my gosh, your mother Teresa. Yeah. Like you you, you live and breathe Jesus in India. Like absolutely. Right. But she she just struggled and said it's not enough. Well now now she's walking with him. So yeah. she's she's got it all going on. You did a paper on Princess Diana. That's a really good choice, by the way. She was America's princess. Not America's princess. I just wanted to she wear was the my world's sisters. Princess. I wanted to wear my sister's dress that she wore to her dance when she was older. And the oh. only way I could do it is if I had an excuse. So I got to wear it to school. That's funny. Yes. I wore my motocross boots to school. <laughs> you that's your a, tattoos. That, okay. I didn't have tattoos back then, but I did have motocross boots. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to, oh my gosh, those memories. Flashback. Wow. Okay. When I was a kid, I did a paper on somebody that I thought was interesting and it was Amelia Earhart. Oh, but you know, she just disappeared one day. So who knows what happened to her? She's probably still out there somewhere. Are you listening? Well, they said she got caught up in the Bermuda Triangle. Is our podcast in the Bermuda Triangle? Are they listening to us now? Who knows? Nobody ever comes back out. (laughs) This is, I mean, have you ever watched the documentaries on the blue Bermuda Triangle? No. There's something in that space that messes up the instruments. And that it's I mean, like I'm a legit thing. I'm familiar with it, but I'm not. I've never watched any documentary or anything. I don't. I don't know what it is, but there's something about that space in the world that something electronic happens, and that's why they lose planes all the time. People say they think that she got deserted on a deserted island or an island with natives that ate her. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's all kinds of conspiracy theories. There's all kinds of theories about what happened. I don't even know how to address that one. I really don't even know how to comment on that. But that's Amelia Earhart. That is who I did my paper on. Okay. Um, good memories. Gosh, I wish you could have gotten that motocross boots thing out of my brain. At the time, I think it was in third grade, I was racing motocross with my brothers. Okay. I didn't do that many, but I raced motocross. Yeah, I was a, I was a tomboy. Nice. <laughs> I guess you could probably see that in me in a little bit. I don't know. I, I went back to horses. Started out in horses, went to motocross, went back to horses. So there you go. So no more motocross for you? Uh, no, but I do want to get a bike because I really miss riding a bike in this beautiful weather. Okay. When you say bike, again, motorcycle. I think bicycle. Okay. Just clarifying for those out there that may not know what you're talking about. Motorcycle. Yeah, I've always had my motorcycle license since I was 16 and it's just been part of my life. The very first motorcycle I ever rode, I was four years old, I training wheels on it. It was a 50cc trail hopper, Suzuki. Yep. And I burned my leg right off the bat because I wasn't wearing- Because you the- had sun poisoning? No, I burned my leg because the tailpipe was right where my knee was oh. and I had shorts on. 
and I touched it and burned my leg. I burned my leg two or three times in my life because of tailpipes. They have since moved the tailpipes. Now you can burn your ankles, but not your knees. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I've only had really one experience with motorcycles. And I don't know if my mom ever heard this story or not, but, um, <laughs> Uh-oh. you know, She's tune, hear out, it now. <laughs> tune out. So I was in college Spoiler. and right young and stupid. And my friend, girlfriend and I, middle of the day, we were at a gas station and there were a couple of guys on motorcycles and you didn't know them, did not know <gasps> them. Nicole. <laughs> and I don't know if it was that day we met up, but we ended up meeting up with them and I got on the bike and rode off with him. Wow. He was going super fast. And as we're driving, going someplace I'd never known, I thought, oh, dear God, what have I just done? No kidding. And I'm like praying like I had never prayed. And I'm not <laughs> even going to go there telling you what I thought could have potentially happened. But you, he was okay. He, he, he was okay. He was okay. And we met back up and I breathed and I thought, wow, you were dumb. Young and I, dumb. I mean, there's always those things we do when we're, we think we're invincible. At 20. <laughs> I don't know if it was invincible. It just, and my dad often says, don't do dumb. And and I just did not yeah. respect that. Mm. Okay. Wow. Okay. I hope my kids aren't listening. <laughs> no, I tell my kids all of my stories because I say, don't be your mother. Right. Make better decisions. Well, when and did you do. tell them? When now or when they were young? I guess. When it comes up. Right. Whenever it comes up, I just say, don't be your mom. Like, don't make these stupid mistakes. You have a such a bright future you know, don't do these things. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's good, there's, there's wisdom times. in stupidity. <laughs> we'll just say that. Hindsight. There's wisdom in hindsight. But the reason why I was on motorcycles, just to give people a little background, is because my father owned a dealership. And so motorcycles were part of my life and my brothers raced motocross. We were all on motorcycles. Right. I was the last person in my family to get my motorcycle license. So it's always been part of my DNA is bed motorcycles. Does anybody else still ride now? My son rides. Okay. My brother, oh, absolutely, because I told you he he does stuff with professional motocrossers. Right. Okay. My brother, Bill, rides just for fun. So he's got a cool machine and he goes off and has some fun. So everybody does it for fun. My my sister, no, I don't think she has ridden a motorcycle in years. She wasn't really huge into it. But, you know, she rode a little scooter. I think I have a picture of her on a scooter. So I'm assuming she rode a scooter for a while. So when you, do you have that on your bucket list? Like, do you want to ride again? Do you, I mean, do you oh, want to buy one? No, okay. I plan to. I have a friend who's willing to sell me their bike. Okay. So add that to your bucket list and so then you can. Totally do it. Cross it off later. Yes, absolutely. And hopefully I can do it by the end of summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so oh. I can enjoy it. Oh, awesome. I, I, the only thing I don't like about riding a motorcycle is I will wear a helmet and it always messes up my hair. Well, thank goodness it's not the 80s anymore. In the 80s, my brother and his girlfriend at the time were doing a cross-country motorcycle trip. And she got run over by a tractor trailer. And the worst part was the tractor trailer driver was not paying attention because he was goofing off with his friend and was paying attention to the truck next to him, dragging her under the tractor trailer for about a mile and a half. But that helmet saved her life. And my mother kept the helmet because there were such huge gouges out of this helmet because of this trauma that she went through. Now, she's, she did get a lot of broken bones, but the helmet was what saved her life. I will never ride without a helmet. And I, you know, I let people make up their own minds and stuff, but I have seen 
the value of a helmet. Now, my son, I'm so proud of him. When he bought a motorcycle, he bought the Kevlar pants and the Kevlar jacket, and he buys everything so he won't get the road rash that a lot of people have experienced when they crash on their bikes. You know what? That totally makes me think about other than my heart hurting for that situation. I, I It goes through my spiritual filter and about the armor of God. Okay. And just making sure that you're protected mm-hmm. and just spiritually protecting your body. I mean, here are things in the physical world to protect your body on motorcycles. Right. But I just think about the armor of God and, and protecting ourselves spiritually. And you wow. know, I... I have complete confidence in my driving ability, but you don't see a motorcycle as easily as you would see a car. Right. And so you always have to, as my father would always say, keep your head on a swivel and always be watching because you you can't always trust that a driver will see you. So in California, the law was when you pass lanes, you, you know, normal rules, turn signals. Yep. But motorcyclists are allowed to drive in the middle. That's called lane splitting. Did not know that. Only Thank in you California for edu- can you do me. it. Yeah. So that's when I really learned the respect of the the mirrors and, and being aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings and not just being immediate. And Isabel's getting ready to get her permit. And so these are things we're talking to her about. She'd yes. have it by now, except everything's I told closed. her what I failed on my driving test. You told her what you failed? I did. What did you fail? So now she won't forget it. You ask her later. I failed a bicycle question. Oh. <laughs> on a driving test. It was a bicycle question. The question was, a bicycle has to have what at night? And I said reflectors. And that's not true. It has to have a headlight and a taillight at night. Oh. And so she's like, I won't forget that. Right. But I How- didn't know it. <laughs> so I failed that one. And that was not, okay. She wondered why I was taking the test in as an adult. Well, because when you move to different states, yes. you have to retake the test. Yes. So I told her it's when I when I went to a state that I couldn't just grandfather in, I actually had to take the test over again. And she was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. So yeah, uh, I, you're, I helped your daughter. You're welcome. Thank you. And I've had to take numerous tests as often as we've moved in the military. And oh, yes. I failed the one in California. Failed really? it. Really? Bombed it. I almost failed my motorcycle test, which was kind of comical because I've always ridden motorcycles. Oh, wow. And But the questions have changed over the years. I mean, they really yes. they really have. Yes. And I always remember all that I've learned whenever I come up to a stop sign, or especially when there's a stoplight that's not working right. and you have to treat it as a four-way stop and not everybody remembers that. Well, And yes. some just blow through and you're like... Again, some do stupid. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end. Let's make the world a better place. What do you want to bring today that will help somebody to make their world a better place? You know, this always stumps me, but I know that every week we talk about this. So why don't you go first? Right? Because <laughs> you never can go first. Okay. I will make the world a better place, even if you don't, Nicole. <laughs> I feel like I need to raise up my right hand and say I solemnly swear to... The, the whole idea is for the next coming week that you look around and you figure out what is it that I can bring on our chance to, to record our podcast. What can I bring to the podcast recording that will help make the world a better place so you can think now for the next six days? Right. That's goal setting for you right there. <laughs> You're bringing it home. You're making it real. Okay, I have a I have a confession to make, and you're gonna love this confession. I'm all ears. I bought a paper planner. Yes, you did. I did you know I'm really against paper planners? 
because it, I'm going to lose it somewhere. I know I will. Well, if you say you will, then you probably will. So oh, yeah, don't you're right. speak That's that true. out. But you have always used a paper planner. And now I am actually doing it because I'm setting more goals and I'm going after goals and I need to have those written in front of me. So there I bought a planner that does all the things that I need it to do. And I'll get it tomorrow. So next week I can report on how, how it goes. How it's working, how you're planning. Yes. But thank you for I'm just a visual. That in me. Yes, I'm a visual person and it's a personal preference. It it is. It's a personal preference. But when when you're like me, and maybe this is my my contribution to making the world a better place, if you've got goals and you're trying to accomplish something, it has to be in front of you. Otherwise you're busy and you forget. Right. And so this or- is one step, one step for me to be able to to meet that goal. I have other things like uh, that, that work differently. For instance, I put that I have to make sure that I pray throughout the day. I had to put it in my phone as a calendar thing. I have to set my timer when I sit down at my desk. Otherwise, I won't stand up for an hour and then my knee is killing me. Right. So there's things that I do to keep my goals in front of me. Sometimes it involves my alarm and sometimes it involves the fact that I have it written in front of me. I love it. I'm glad you love that. <laughs> Especially since I've crossed backward into the paper planner world. I'll report on it next week. Yes, I'd like to hear it. So for me, how can I make the world a better place or recommend for others to make the world a better place? One thing I've been working on lately is some deep breathing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. I know. I was doing some yoga the other day and I went, oh, wow, that deep breathing really does work. Yes. Like you do it right now. Well, I always, this is what I always say to my children. You're going to inhale through your nose, and then you're going to exhale. And you're doing that like three times, but I'm going to keep talking while you're doing all of that because that would be a long process. (laughs) You sound like a deflated balloon. Anyway, (laughs) but, but my daughter this morning, I was telling her what her new job is. We're starting new responsibilities and jobs. We can talk about that later because it's brilliant. Okay. (laughs) But she started to to, and this is my eight-year-old, Evelyn, she started to take her hands and make fists. And she, they were getting really tight. Really? Oh, my gosh. And, and it, was, it was anger. Oh. And if, and if we don't work on that anger at a young child, then eventually that's going to turn into rage as she gets older. Yes. So I said, Evelyn, I said, no, you're not to hold on to all of this. You need to release it. So you breathe in and you deep breathe and you breathe in through your nostrils and you release and exhale out your mouth. And, oh. and I, her hands naturally began to open. It was beautiful. She goes, Mom, I feel like an angel. And I said, Wow. I know. I said, Wow. Well, then you be that angel. She goes, Okay, I'm ready to do my job. And I'm like, Wow. Bam. Mom, mom for the win. Yes. It was beautiful. <laughs> but it, it's the whole process of just taking a moment to breathe. Yes. And it really does work for anybody who has ever done yoga. It really does work. We were on a webinar and the lady who teaches yoga online was just having us sit in our chairs and breathe in and breathe out. And I was like, can we do this every time? Because that was so good. And I know there can be a stigma with that if people are, you know, listening and like, what's that all about? Whatever. For me, this is what I tell my kids. You are breathing in Jesus. You are just breathing Mm. him in. And when you breathe him in, then you are able to exhale and guess who's coming out? It's the fruits of the spirit. (laughs) It's the Lord. And so it's just this beautiful process. Yes. And even talking about it. I think about the breath of life. Yes. Yes. I'm feeling a lot calmer. Okay. So a mutual friend of ours named Cameron the other day was saying the way that he relaxes is he does voo. Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. I was like, oh, that is brilliant. Food. Okay, that's what the dad joke that your dad made because he said he didn't say food. He said food. It's <laughs> all I said, good stuff. Dad joke. Bad dad joke. That was anyway. So there's a couple of things. To help people relax. <laughs> we were all over the place. I love it. That is such a good takeaway because somebody right now needs to take a few deep breaths. Right. So there you go. You are welcome. It's been great to hang out with you guys. Good to hang out with you, Nicole. You too. Enjoy this weather. Yeah. And next week, I will give you an update on my paper planner. Awesome. Woohoo. Bye, guys. Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.